0: Hi, I'm Marianne Rawlins. I'm Communications and Media Manager at Curo, one of the largest social housing providers across the Southwest. At Curo, we're really concerned about the effects the rising cost of living is having on our customers across the Southwest. We want you to know that support is available and we're here to help. That's why we've created our new Cost of Living podcast. In each episode, I'll be talking to people who can help with everything from money advice to saving energy today i'm here with Catherine from stop lawn sharks welcome to the show Catherine. can you start by telling us a bit about stop lawn sharks and what it does
1: yeah, absolutely. So we are basically a team of two halves. We have enforcement side to what we do. So we have investigators and their role is to identify, investigate and prosecute loan sharks, those who lend money illegally. So that's about getting information and um, getting warrants maybe to search their properties and look for evidence and then taking them through the court system. But alongside that, we do a lot of work with victims, witnesses and communities who are affected by this crime. And we also try and stop people going to loan sharks in the first place through partnership work with things like credit unions, CDFIs, and debt advice agencies.
0: And how widespread is the problem of loan sharks? Are you seeing more cases since the cost of living crisis hit? It's
1: really hard for us to sort of um, guess that at the moment because, unfortunately, it takes people an average of three years to report a loan shark. So at the moment, we're still dealing with things that happened during COVID. Um, I don't think we've seen the cost of living really hit us yet, but I'm sure I'm sure it is having an impact. One of the things we have seen is victims telling us this year for the first time that they're borrowing from illegal lenders for food, gas, and electricity. Historically, it's always been everyday living expenses, but it's been kind of one-offs. So you know that the new tyre for the car the white goods, the school uniform, whereas now more and more we're, we're hearing food and fuel. But in terms of the kind of extent of the problem, there was a report by the Centre for Social Justice in uh, March of this year, and that estimated 1.08 million people in England alone currently using illegal money lenders. Um, and that's 2% of the population, and that was before the cost of living crisis really kicked in.
0: Wow, 2% of the population, that's just extraordinary, isn't it? It's terrifying when you think
1: about it. That probably means that anyone listening to this knows someone who's the victim of a lone shark, statistically.
0: Um,
1: You know, even if just to say hello to at the school gates or whatever, everyone probably knows somebody who is.
0: And and many of us will have in our minds an image of who a lone shark is. When I hear the term, I think of like a tough looking man in a bomber jacket who's intimidating. (laughs) But that's not always the case, is it? No, absolutely
1: not. So I think last year, one in five of the people we arrested were female. So we get lady loan sharks. Um, and I think it can literally be anybody we've arrested people well into their 70s for illegal lending. where you wouldn't think there was any threat to them whatsoever. But sometimes it's more about coercive control and threats. It's more about manipulation. So sometimes it might be the threat of an elusive Mr. Big who actually owns the money. So we've had people where they'll say, you know, I'm your friend. I'm your I'm helping you out but I borrowed the money from him to lend to you and you don't want to cross him because he's really nasty and he doesn't exist. He's not there. That's just their way of of gaining control over people. Um, And I think as well, you know, sometimes it's the person that you least expect. So it could be a mum at the school gates. It could be someone you work with. It could be someone you've known for years down the pub vaguely and and sort of chatted to occasionally. Um, And that's what makes it so hard because they don't go around with a placard on saying, I'm a loan shark. The vast majority of people when they take the loan, they genuinely believe they're borrowing from a friend, from someone who's helping them
0: So, what kinds of things should set off alarm bells that someone is a loan shark? Any loan without paperwork
1: is, is dubious because any authorised lender will give you paperwork and there's legislation which says what has to be in that paperwork. So, it's things like the interest rate, total cost of credit you're going to pay back, um, what happens if you miss a payment, the length of the loan. Um, loan sharks don't give you that because they want to keep you in the dark. They want to blur the edges. They want lots of grey areas where they can manipulate and add charges and and keep you paying. So, I think any loan without paperwork is, is dodgy. But of course, friends do lend friends money and that wouldn't be with paperwork. So that that's where we get into trouble, I think, sometimes. And I think it then it's just a case of buyer beware a little bit. You know, if someone is lending you a hundred pounds because the car down the week before Christmas, and you went to school with them 20 years ago, they're your best mates, you and their bridesmaid, and they're godmother to your children,
2: that's fine. You know, pretty much guarantee that's going to be fine. If this is someone where you're not sure what their surname is, because you don't know them that well, or you don't know what their partner does, or you don't know when their birthday is, that's when I think it gets dodgy. I think that's when it should be a bit of buyer beware and just walk
1: away, because it may seem like the easiest thing in the world to take out a £100 loan before Christmas, but I've seen that happen, and people have still been paying it back in two Christmases time. So it can just spiral from there. Absolutely. What a lot of loan sharks will do is they'll add indiscriminate charges or they'll just double what you owe. So we've seen it where, you know, someone will lend someone £1,000 and they pay it back £100 a month and they pay for three months. So they low 700 and then they miss a payment because of, of something legitimate. So the loan shark doubles it. So they owe 1400 and they'll, and, they'll and they'll pay and they'll pay and they'll pay and they maybe get down to 700 again, but then they'll miss a payment. So the loan shark doubles it. So they owe 1400 and then they pay a couple of months and miss one. And it goes up to two and a half grand. Now in that time, they've never actually had any more money off the loan shark than the original. A loan, but they've paid back an awful amount of money and, and still the loan shark's saying they owe £2,500. And that's where people can get confused and get into difficulty. And that's when the loan shark starts threatening or manipulating people to make sure they carry on paying.
0: Oh, wow. That's really scary. So, how can we check if a lender is genuine? So anyone who is genuine has to be authorised by the Financial
1: Conduct Authority to lend money. You can check on the FCA's website. There is a public register. You can search by individual name or company name and check they are on there. But if you are in any way concerned or in any way in doubt, just give us a ring and we'll help you sort out if they are legitimate or not.
0: So Stop Lawn Sharks is always happy to look into that for people. What's your number? So our number is 0300 555 22 22,
2: and that is a hotline that is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We also have live
1: chats on our website, stoploansharks.co.uk and live chats available Monday to Friday, nine to five, apart from bank holidays.
0: And have you got any examples you could tell us about people who've borrowed money from lawn sharks and what kind of effect it's had on their lives?
2: Certainly. So we had a lady called Kelly who did some press for us a couple of weeks ago, and she borrowed £100 in the first instance. She had four children. Um, She was working. Uh, She earned £1,088 a month topped up by universal credit and um the kids wanted wanted different food than was in the fridge, and they were nagging at her and she'd had a bad day, and her sister's friend offered to lend her £100, so she'd go and get the kids some treats, and she said, yeah, come on then, i will shut them up, give me a bit of peace, it's only £100, I'll pay it back. But the lady wanted £325 back. When Kelly paid her that back on payday, it left her short, so she had to borrow some money again for the next month, and on it went, and on it went. And it ended up to the got to the point where we worked out she borrowed two and a half thousand pounds, maybe a little bit more in lots of small loans. And she'd paid back twenty six thousand pounds. And the loan shark was still saying she owed forty three thousand
1: pounds. And in that time, you know, Kelly had isolated herself from her friends and family. She was rowing with her partner because he didn't understand where her money was going. Her friends were saying, come out for a drink. And she couldn't go because she had no money. And of her £1,088 that from her her wages, the loan shark was taking £900 every month. Um, So, she was really, really struggling and it totally shut her off. And she shut down. And looking back now, she says, you know, she was at the point where she was going to take her own life. She was seriously considering jumping off a bridge uh, and phoning social services and, and telling them to take the children because she just couldn't see another way out. Luckily, she actually spoke to her housing officer. They were chasing her for rent arrears because she wasn't paying her rent. She was just paying the loan shark. And she actually spoke to a housing officer and said, you know, this is what the situation is. They supported her to contact us. We arrested the loan shark. And from then on, Kelly was free.
0: Wow. That's such an awful story. Are you saying that a £100 loan turned into a £43,000 loan? Basically, she did have
1: extra loans because she was so short, because she was paying the loan shark back so much. But the most she actually took off the loan shark in cash was two and a half thousand. And she would paid back twenty six thousand. And they were saying she still owed forty three.
0: Wow. And that was from her sister's friend. So it was someone she thought she could trust. Someone she knew in the community. And the bad
1: thing was that their kids went to the same school. So part of the threats, she had constant text messages, constant threats to tell her partner, you know, constant things about, you know, you owe me, I helped you out, you don't want to mess with me. But at the same time, her kids were friends with this lady's kids. So they were saying, can we go around to Shirley's house for tea? Can we go around and play? And so this, this lady was in the, her life. She was in her community in her life. She couldn't just avoid her. And I think that's what really hurt Kelly and what really made her shut down.
0: It's great that a housing officer then was able to tell her about Stop Loan Sharks and You Could Intervene.
1: Yeah, we're so grateful because I think a lot of the time the reason people don't report to us isn't that they're scared or embarrassed or anything else. It's that they don't know we exist. You know, People don't know this is criminal activity. It's a a criminal offence to lend money without that authorisation from the Financial Conduct Authority. And people somehow seem to think they deserve what's happening to them because they took the loan. Whereas actually, this is like a victim of crime. This is like being a victim of burglary. It's no different. Someone else has done something to you that is illegal. Uh, But that's a really hard message to get across. And we need people like housing officers, credit union, workers debt advisors police officers to be able to help people see that this is what's happening to them
0: yeah it's really important to get the message across that it's not your fault there is help out there for you christmas is a time when many people get into debt and it's even more tempting now with the cost of living rising so sharply what advice would you give someone who's been offered a loan by someone they suspect may not be a legitimate lender are there any other sources of credit they could use
1: Yeah, I think if you've got suspicions, it isn't worth it. You know, think about Kelly, think about a thousand, a hundred pounds, you know, turning into thousands very, very quickly. It's so easy to get in with a loan shark and it's so hard to get away from them. And I think it is just not worth the hassle. It's not worth what it's going to do to the next two years of your life. In terms of alternative sources of credit, we work with credit unions very strongly. So credit unions are brilliant, they are ethical, they are affordable lenders, they are legal, um, and the amount they charge in interest is capped by legislation, but they work with people as individuals. They don't, it's not computer says no, they will work with people to try and help them in any way that they can. And they offer loans for smaller amounts of money. Sometimes the banks only want to lend large sums, but credit unions will do 100 pounds, 200 pounds. And you can find your local credit union on findyourcreditunion.co.uk but they're brilliant. The the other thing I would say is though, if you are looking to borrow money to get out of debt, don't do it. Talk to your creditors, get debt advice from someone like Step Change or PayPlan or Citizens Advice, free debt advice, and they will be able to help you because the worst thing you can do is borrow more money to get out of debt because you're adding interest onto interest then and more problems onto more problems. But if if you can get debt advice and talk to your creditors, that's by far the better way to sort it out.
0: And if you're a Curo customer, you can also contact our money advice service and I'll leave their contact details in the show notes. Say I'm on a low income. I'm struggling to make ends meet. I was approached by someone who offered me money. I took out a loan because I was desperate and now they're charging me massive rates of interest and threatening me and my family. Things feel really desperate. What can I do?
1: I think the best thing you can do is talk to us. So we will talk to people anonymously. We will talk to them in confidence. You could ask your housing officer to support you to make that phone call. That's not a problem at all. But it's about just putting your head above the parapet and having that initial conversation. You know, a lot of the times the idea of reporting a loan shark is really scary, but we are very good at looking after people. I've been doing this job for 15 years and I've never had anyone say to me, I wish I hadn't reported the loan shark. I've had plenty of people say to me, I wish I'd reported the loan shark sooner and I think that that's the thing it's that help and support is available we don't judge whatever's happened we will have seen it all before and it's just a case of of have a chat with us you know you're not going to be forced to do anything you don't want to do you don't even have to tell us your name if you don't want to but just let us tell you what support we can offer you and then you can make a decision about what you want to do next and that's your decision but at least then you'll know what your options are.
0: And finally if you could sum up your main message for customers about lawn sharks what would it be? I'm going to
1: be cheeky and have two messages. So the first one is, if you are in the grasp of a loan shark, help is available. Do not suffer alone. You know, unfortunately, people think they can pay loan sharks off, but in the vast majority of cases, you can't. We are here to help. Please, please speak out. And the other message is, if you haven't borrowed from a loan shark, please be careful. Buyer beware. If it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Look for authorised lenders to lend you money and stay away from that person at the school gates who's offering you £200 at the run-up to Christmas.
0: And just again, how can people get in touch if they've been affected by the issue?
1: So our hotline is 0300 555 22 22, that's 24 hours a day. And live chat on the website is stopblownsharks.co.uk, available Monday to Friday, 9 to
0: 5. Oh, brilliant. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Catherine. That has been really interesting, and I'm sure it's really useful for our customers. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And if you are a Curo customer who needs help with money, you can always contact our money advice service on 01225 366 000 or email customer accounts help at hyphen group dot uk we really want to help so please do get in touch and i'll also put those contact details in the show notes if you've got any ideas for topics that we can cover in future podcast episodes just contact us to let us know we'll be back soon